Alex Garrett. You know, here on Alex Garrett Podcasting, uh, I hope you're doing a good, hope you're doing well. I hope that if you are one of 200 plus million in this winter weather advisory, you're staying safe today. Uh, it is bad. It is disaster. And we do have natural disaster. We have Texas at two degrees. When has that ever happened? When does that ever happen? So I'm going to talk about uh, that in a bit because I really, I really pray for those who are in this weather advisory. Meanwhile, here in New York, it's a sunny, sunny day, actually, a balmy, <laughs> compared to what we've had, right? Um, a balmy 48 degrees. So our weather is getting a little better. Um, before getting back into the cold and some snow this upcoming week. But uh, for right now, we'll just take the warmth as we get it. Something that um, Republicans who voted against Trump in the impeachment trial are not feeling. They are not feeling warm. They are not feeling love. And it infuriates me to this point. The optics of the GOP censuring Pat Toomey and even Richard Burr and I'm working on disciplining the seven senators that voted to impeach Trump. What happened to being that party of accepting all views? That that really was what the GOP became because Trump brought in the African-American vote. He brought in the Latino vote. He brought in all these different factions of life, even some disabled people like Trump. But my question now is the minute they get these senators vote their conscience, turn on Trump, why are they being censured? Why are they being canceled? Donald Trump was not meant to can cause cancel culture, but he is. He is causing cancel culture when you see Senator Richard Burr of North Carolina immediately sent and unanimously censured by the Central Committee of the Republican Party for North Carolina. What happened to being the tolerant party? This party and its supporters have always said how the left is not tolerant. They're not. They're anti this. They're anti that. They're not accepting of all views. Well, look at this. Look at that. Look at what's going on in the fractured Republican Party. Terrible optics for a party that wants to claim they are for everybody. The tent is big for the Republicans. Trump did make it big, yeah. And now, now the people that are calling out cancel culture, oh, why'd you deplatform me this and the other, are saying, well, that's just, we'll just deplatform our fellow Republican. No, you want to know how you win a battle? You have no love lost. You want to be the bigger party, the better party? You adapt to the fact that some did not like Donald Trump on the Capitol or at the, at the Ellipse doing that speech. Telling them they're going to march to Washington, to the Capitol. To be fully cohesive, to be better than the Democrats, is to actually unify, not fracture, not cancel, not censure. What's that going to accomplish for at least 2022 if the Republicans, if the Republicans really want to take back the House? What is this going to accomplish? Everyday Americans probably are like, well, what, you know, and everyday Republicans too. They voted what they voted. Why, why are they being ousted or censured or kicked to the curb? Why did I hear that instead of 
McCarthy and Ronald McDaniel. It should be MTG leading the party. I mean, I wouldn't want that. No. So by censoring, by stripping things, by censoring even Liz Cheney, you're saying we're going to be the party for everyone except if you don't go along with what Trump wants you to do. And sometimes what he wanted you to do was not conscionable, if that makes sense. It wasn't. At least the last two weeks of his term. And so, you want to talk about hypocrisy. It's that those who are complaining about being deplatformed by Jack, deplatformed by Twitter. But we're going to go ahead and deplatform those who we disagree with. That's not how you become the better party, GOP. That in no way, shape, or form is the way you become the better party for this country. You know how you become that? You become that by saying, we will stand by our members no matter how they vote. We will stand by them. We still have a party to save. We still have a country to save. We don't like what the Democrats are doing, but we will not break up. And we don't like what our fellow Republicans are doing. But we will not break up a party over this. The love-hate relationships bring down a party. And the left is staying strong. They may hate each other sometimes. Democratic lawmakers hating Cuomo right now. But reality, they're all sticking together. John Lou said, you know, Cuomo knows how to handle himself. I'm like, are you really sticking by this guy right now, John Lou? Are you kidding me? But they do. And that's why they won the election. They stood together one way or another. And they won. Meanwhile, for four years of this Trump presidency, and I don't usually talk politics anymore, but I have to talk about this. The Trump presidency was, we don't like what he's doing, we're going to step away. Paul Ryan, what a, what a very, very weak back-spined per, spined person he is. Mitch McConnell, I do have a joke. I said, the day that the insurrection happened, where was he? Was he taking his $2,000 out uh, You know that he didn't want the American people to have? Was that what was going on? spineless and that's how you lost the 2020 election you were spineless you didn't stand together they all hate each other Bernie, Hillary Biden, Obama really all hate each other I think but at the end of the day they knew what they had to do to get the job done and they got it done and now since the aftermath of this is Trump versus the world Trump's caused a cancel culture in the GOP. And the GOP should not bite, take a bite out of it, should not get tempted into it. The GOP must stand with those who disagree with the idea. Disagree. <laughs> Fair enough. End of point. End of story. Or you will actually continue to lose not only the Senate, the House, and the White House if unity does not show through for the GOP and the seven that did senators that did vote to impeach president Trump.
Seven senators. They almost did a witness, too. And then for, you know, McConnell to vote against impeachment and to go on the Senate floor. What was that? What, honest to God, was that, Mitch McConnell? You say, I'm not going to impeach him, but it was all Trump's fault. Basically is what he said. I'm sitting there like, what a coward. What a spineless coward Mitch McConnell's turned out to be. Because if he really felt that, he would have actually voted against Trump. But he didn't. If he really felt that Trump had done it, he would not allow, well, I guess I did this by the state by state, which he can't control. But I would hope as Senate, you know, as a member of the Senate, as a leader in the Senate, you'd hope that when these guys got back home, they would not be chewed out like this or even censured like this. You're complaining about punishment by the liberal social media, the Twitter, the Facebooks, and you're doing the exact same thing. When will anybody notice this or wake up to it or realize it or even call it out? Call it out. Trump's base is running the show. And that is also sad to me. Because anybody in politics should have the willingness to vote against something they want. You know, Schumer voted against the Iran deal, but they didn't get censored for that. Cuomo was starting to sue Biden. You know, there's not been a big rift between them now, even after the nursing home cover-up, I'm going to call it cover-up, has happened. And why? Because they may not like each other, but they will stick together. But for Pat Toomey, uh, and Trump's divided families of senators now. Did you read about this? This was unbelievable. Adam Kinzinger of Illinois, a representative, was told by multiple family members who support Trump, what a disappointment you are to us and to God. Imagine getting that from your own family. Trump will not defend anybody who voted against him. We know that. But that's where the quote-unquote adults have to be in the room. Where you have to say, you know what, okay, they voted against, they voted what they felt was right. But let's cohesively work together to make sure that the Senate still has roadblocks. You know, everybody thought, well, it's a 50-50, Democrats have the margin. But look what happened. Trump did not get impeached. So a Democratic Senate can be held in check, too. We just got to get everybody on the same page in the Republican Party. For if we don't, then yes, aside from the executive orders, the Democrats will run the train and the show in Washington. And I don't want that either. I do not want a one-party system running our country. It doesn't work. It will never work. It's not working here in Albany because the one-party system literally gave Cuomo executive powers to even do that directive to put nursing home patients back in there when they had COVID positive. What if that makes any sense? What if that makes any sense? But they were united in giving Trump this, um, in giving Cuomo this power. 
And when you see a Republican Party desperately trying to find itself after Trump, that's, that's also what's happening here. They're losing itself. Which, in the end, is what I think the Democrats wanted. They wanted the, the Republicans to crumble so much. Part of me believes that's what Trump wanted. Remember, he would hold everybody accountable. Paul Ryan, um, <clears throat> McConnell. He held both parties accountable. And to me, that was the best trademark of his whole presidency. The economic one was great. But he went into Washington and said, you know what? F these guys. The American people deserve better. And now the aftermath is showing that. I mean, Congress was at a 9% approval rating to begin with. Imagine what it is now, the way they've continued on. Now, I happen to think that a call to Zelensky wasn't as bad as what happened on January 6th. It's just not. And if they're going to sue Trump and everything, sue Cuomo. Hold Cuomo accountable too. Stop this one-way BS. You want to hold people accountable? Hold everybody accountable. Not just one party of, of a connected group that hates each other, but they love going against Republicans. They love getting people to go against Republicans, too. Even, yes, conservatives down the road from you. But the minute the party that says, we hate cancel culture, we hate being deplatformed, yet deplatform, yet censure those who voted against what they wanted, that has to be called out. For the good of the party, if anything. I'm not Republican or Democrat. I I don't have a stock in any party. But if I was a political advisor, I would say, hey guys, you voted different ways. Okay. But do you see what that other party's going to do? They already have power. Now you're going to give them whatever they want because you're so divided. I do believe that voting against impeachment might have saved some seats for these people. Maybe not. But one would hope. Because to say voting the way they wanted to is wrong. Wrong enough to censure then that will be the end of America as we know it. Because when you have this fracture that continues to grow, censorships, censorships are happening. When you have that continuing to grow and the Democrats licking their chops at this, by the way, it will be the end because they will just be able to do whatever they want legislatively too. Forget about the executive orders. Legislatively, they have the power when one party that isn't in power isn't strong enough to hold its own against the the majority. And that's what they have to do. Is buckle up, accept the idea that some senators wanted to be impeaching Trump, and focus on the bigger pictures at hand here. I will always say we have a country to save. But we have to do it together. And together, right now, is uh, is very much not unity, as Biden had said on his inauguration speech. It's quite the opposite. 
And I don't know whose foot's going to have to be put down to try and get this right. But if I am a consultant, I would say stop censoring your own people. Work together no matter how they voted. And damn it, stop the Democrats from putting in some of these crazy policies that you say they're going to do. Because when you're weak, they'll become stronger. They're going to take the weakness even more, run with it, and put in things that by the time you blink, we really are giving $200 or $2,000 a week to people. That's not what we want either. That was supposed to be a short-term solution. Yet with the bickering, the Democrats are taking advantage of this and saying, no, we're going to make it a long-term solution. It's really not. Not supposed to be that. Get people back to work. Now, one story I'm thinking of as I'm talking about this is the fact that Iraq has injured a U.S. armed service member in a rocket attack there. Iraq. Where do I remember Iraq war starting? Oh, I know. In about 2005, when somehow the focus shifted away from Afghanistan to Iraq. And so Iraq rocket kills contractor, wounds U.S. service member. Most deadly attack to hit U.S. forces for a year. Why is nobody talking about this? Why aren't anybody eyes open to the fact that this could lead to something bigger and we can't, we must de-escalate it. What happened to really focusing on foreign policy uh, when Trump was in office and how bad that was? Why do we just poof, forget about that? Biden's doing great, nothing to wake up. I'm waking up pretty happy right now. But if we, if we, if we expose the fact that this happened and tell people Hey, Iraq did something. Let's see how we respond. That might open up doors for people to continue being interested in politics. Just because the guy you hate is out of office does not mean you stop following politics. And I really thought another thing out of that Trump presidency was he got everybody, young millennials, conservatives, Democrats, progressives, far left, far right. Well, those examples I hate. But he got Americans, everyday Americans, involved in the conversation. It's sad to see that the conversation has disappeared now because Trump's not in office. But if we take our eye off the ball, if we see a fractured party uh, letting, letting the other party take over the whole Senate by being f- so fractured, we're done. But let's not be done. Let's encourage more awareness. I will continue to post stories that I find deeply, deeply concerning at Alex Garrett Podcasting, at Real Alex Garrett on Facebook, Alex G in NYC on Twitter and Instagram. There's a lot of way to go in this country. So let's stop the infighting. Let's stop the cancel culture within one party and focus on what needs to be done. Then I'll be more safe in this America. Have a great day. I'm Alex Garrett. We'll talk to you soon.